Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Yo! I'm 30 today, and I just want a shout-out from Kevin. This is Tolo Jalen, like Jalen Rose. And some people say Jalon, but it's Jalen. Happy birthday to Jalen. Jalen Rose. I hey, I'm five. Uh, the, the, the Tolo Jalen. I'm not saying Jalen Rose. I'm sorry. You can't do that. Take that back. Because it's not Friday. It's Friday. Friday is shout-out Friday. Oh, it's no. not shout-out Thursday, Jalen. Chris, what are we doing can you here? dump the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the show? Restart yeah, let me this. Press that yeah, like reboot 10 this times, thing. Man. All right. Well, as long as we're going over logistics for the day, do people want to talk about the parade shooting? Because I'm not going to lie. It's not on the run sheet right now, even though we have lots of thoughts and notes about it. I just feel like you've probably heard people talk about it, or it's too much of a downer, or whatever. So I'm really interested. Truckwreck.com, 877-881-1053. Plus from our Twolos, plus from our YouTubers, is this like a conversation that you want to engage in? Is this something that's been beating you up uh, as you've been trying to put the show together? Yes. Okay. Because I just, I've got plenty of stuff about it. I have. You know where it fits in the show, too. You're like, I know I can put it right here and we'll talk about it, but I don't know if anybody wants to discuss it. And I have plenty of thoughts, but I don't want people to be like, oh, you guys wouldn't talk about it because it's too tough. I just, I don't know if people are beaten down by that. And like, I, I continue to think back to something... My older son said a while back when it was, this is going to sound terrible to say, another one of the school shootings. And I asked him if it bothered him. And he was like, no more than usual. I mean, it's just another day. And I thought, man, that is the just the most depressing thing I've ever heard that he was like, it sucks. And he was like sad. And he said, it sucks. But he was like, it's just another day when it happened. No, And I understand like, how you're trying to approach this, and uh, a lot of people have their opinions on it. And I, I wish talking about it would help us come to a better solution for security, like whenever it comes to these kinds of things. But man, when we have open public forums, uh, it's going to be tough to to not just. I mean, Kevin, we saw at the one here, and here we are. We saw at the one here, pe- snipers everywhere, guys watching everywhere yeah. for seven hundred thousand people. That was amazing, and watching. And luckily, we were we were pretty good to get away from that one. Uh, and but I mean, it was free to just walk up. You know, there was no, there was no. You didn't walk through any security to get there. You were just there celebrating, trying to have a good time. And that's kind of that's where that's where I stand on it. So I understand where you're coming from, Kevin. It's a do people want to discuss it? Do they want to have more discussions about it? We'll see. I think my thought about it when I saw this last night, I didn't get the information until I was done t- 
taking kids around and and then went out uh, with a nice Valentine's date with my wife to a restaurant. And then I turned on the TV, concentrating on the Mavs. And then after the Mavs game, I'm like, what's going on in this world type of deal? Like, let me turn over to CNN. Let me turn over to Fox News and see what's going on. Obviously, they carry news very differently. So I do watch both of them. Yeah. Um, And then that's when I saw it and I thought, I'm going to tell you my first thought. I'm glad it didn't happen in Arlington. Yeah. That was my first thought. 700,000 people there. I was concerned and worried going into it, uh, getting to have the the honor and blessing of getting to be in the parade was unbelievable as a Texas Ranger pre- and post-game guy last year. And it was really fun and exhilarating and awesome. And I just thought going into it, there were nerves. Yeah. Not huge nerves, but a little bit of what could happen when I, we thought 300,000, right? We were thinking 300,000. Yeah, that was my guess. So it was more than double of what we thought yeah. could be. And it went smooth and it went great. And everybody was having a blast. And as far as most things go, everything went great. I'm sure there were a few public intoxications and stuff like that, but nothing like this happened. And then you see it happen yesterday at least i saw it last night on the news and you're just like that's that's how you feel like our world is if you get two hundred thousand people or more there's going to be somebody that does something like this at some point and luckily i know this sounds bad luckily only one person died still a person died and i know yeah. that there's people that are in the hospital recovering from injuries right now but in a way is it bad to say luckily only one person died that's that's horrible to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 other people that have to live with, I mean, that the the hospital, the, the mental, mental part, part of it, of everything it that goes along with that's that's terrifying too. Now, somebody brought up somebody brought up an interesting point is just talk about the heroics, and I did want to throw out a couple of things. Is Trey Smith was one of the Kansas City Chiefs players that was recognized as calming a bunch of kids down and he calmed one kid down by giving him the WWE title belt and sat with him and talked with him. Somebody who has gotten a really bad rap for some very real reasons, Jackson Mahomes. There are multiple reports saying that Jackson Mahomes found a kid who lost their parents along the way and was like taking care of that kid and making sure the, you know, the kid didn't get lost in the shuffle and could get to the authorities and everything like that. So I appreciate all of the people who, whether it was the people who tackled one of the shooters, whether it was people who were like trying to calm kids, people who were helping find, helping with lost yeah. kids and all of that. I appreciate all of the heroicness that you saw in a terrible situation. I'm going to ask a question if you're like me and you haven't followed this story very closely. I did read an article where how many people were injured. I think it was 21. 22 is what I saw. Okay, so 22. When did this happen? How far after the parade or after the speeches did this happen? Like, Do you know the timeline of when... Is it a person or people? No, Man. it was multiple people, and it Pe- was right towards the end. I don't. Okay. I, I'll work on getting you. I think a it was specific about thirty time. minutes like, after we left. After because we were looking up, and Travis Kelsey was doing his thing and everything, and we left. So would it have been I get like, on the treadmill about thirty minutes after I get my drive home, and okay. I got a message on my phone. I was like, "Whoa!" So would it have been like I'm just comparing this to the Rangers? 
parade after we were covering it and the speeches were over. And yeah, they when G Bag was yeah, so it was on. approximately like somewhere between fifteen and thirty minutes after like the players and manager slash head coach in this situation kind of had their yeah their hey we did it let's yeah. do it again yeah yeah okay and it's interesting I don't know if you do this on purpose Mike I always think it's a wise decision is whenever you say you watch the news, you always say CNN and Fox. I, I don't know if that's... I'm no, not I, saying that's I'm being really, honest, I okay. do switch over because I know they carry things differently. But I also think that's a wise way to go as to hopefully not infuriate one side or another. I've already seen some people text in and, and be like, I don't need to hear your particular political slant. And they yeah. make a guess. And I'm like, I think you would be pretty stunned about the actual politics yeah. of Oops. some of the people in this room. I'm going to be honest here. I know if you watch CNN and only CNN, you're a Democrat and you want to see the news through a Democratic lens. If you only watch Fox News, you're a Republican and you only want to see the news through a Republican lens. So yeah. I try not to be that. I want to see both sides of the story. And then as a educated person, I'm trying to decipher which one is more to the truth? Because yeah. they're covering the same story in a totally 180-degree lens from each other. No, you're you're right about that for sure. I, I Look, it's going to be sad no matter what. And you found out a mom of two, I do believe. Yeah, radio, was radio host. The, yeah, the person who died. There were eight kids who got shot. And I like... Mm. That's where I don't understand, in like, in what universe. Well, I don't understand why you would go, you know, let's just go shoot at an open forum to begin with. But especially you're like, kids, meh, either way, doesn't matter. But I do want to point out again, I am so impressed and can't believe, I can believe it, and I love it, that there were people who saw this happening and were like, I'm going to try to help and stop it. Like, if you've seen the video, I realize. If you don't want to watch any of these I videos, think, I, have I, not I, seen I, I, I think that is perfectly fine, and I understand. But there is somebody, and you could see them. They're sprinting down this side, trying to catch one of the shooters and tackle them. And then a security guard comes up and, like, bam, also tries to hold that person down as they're trying to scoop away. And then you see another person as they're trying to wiggle away, like, jump and stop the shooter as well. These are people who are like, I, I I don't know if they thought it through. It's just instinct or whatever. They're like, I'm going to put my life on the line and try to stop this. Mm. And so, like, I know that doesn't change all the people who got shot or the person who died. It's, but I bet, the, I bet, I bet those people didn't even know each other. Like those three people that I just saw in that video, they didn't know each other. No, they did. I, I saw the post when they interviewed him and everything, and he was just like, I just I heard screaming. Uh, they all were pointing at that. I went and I you know took him down. Somebody was with me. It felt like a lifetime before the cops got there, but it was only like thirty seconds. But we knew once we saw. They didn't even see his weapon. They didn't know where his weapon was. It slid out, and he was like, "Oh crap, we have to keep this yeah. guy down." He said he didn't even really realize that there was a gun. It was just people were. There was stuff going on, and everybody was pointing at this one guy. So he said, I have to go into action here. I, and and you know what? I feel like in that situation, if we're all kind of standing around when that happens and something like that happens, we're all looking at this guy going, hey, dumbass, what are you doing here? We're trying to have a party. Yeah, We're all trying to have a good-ass time right now. What are you doing? And I, and I realize. It's for ruining it. I, and we, I remember when we had, <laughs> not to further alienate anybody, but I remember when we had Ted Cruz on last year, and we asked him about, 
Why does it have to just be one thing? Mm. You know, because like I know there's more to it, but you'll hear conservatives are like, it's mental health. Liberals are like, too many people have guns. And our basic question was, why does it have to be one thing? Human beings are complicated. It could probably be a, va- a variety of things. And I will tell you this, what I really liked. I'm not trying to give you some empty rhetoric or whatever, and I guess I didn't realize how fired up I was until we really got started. Yeah. But those people didn't stop and go, I'm going to think about whether I want to help you tackle that person depending on if you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent Just or whatever. They're like, I want to help people. And then that other person was like, I want to help people. And that security guard's like, I'm going to carry out my job. I want to help people. And... Like, I get it. A lot of people disagree, and we're divided on a whole lot of stuff, and I'm not saying we're going to fix it or anything like that, but I do appreciate that at least those three people, and I'm sure there was a lots of other people. We talked about Jackson Mahomes. We talked about multiple Kansas City Chiefs players, including Blaine Gabbert, who were trying to help, and I don't think they stopped down and be like, I'll help you because we agree. Yeah, and, and it's unfortunate I see somebody say, let's please talk sports, not news. This, is, this, in, this involves our sports now. As much as anything, like, again, you can go into the stadium, feel, feel pretty good, right? Yeah. You walk into the stadium, they're scanning you, they're checking you out and everything. And you're like, I feel pretty comfortable once I get into this stadium, except for that one lady who hid it under her belly. That was sure. Um, but like you feel you feel pretty comfortable there. But in these other settings, man, like sending my kid to the mall, uh, you know, going to a movie theater, there are other settings where I'm like, I don't even know where how I want to get involved with that. But when it involves the sports. Man, that's in, that's where it takes over something. There's a, a massive amount of people that are love sports and want to be able to celebrate these things. And stuff like this keeps it just happened in Denver. Just happened in Denver's situation too. Like and, this, but this in our world, like, at least in the United States of America, and I do appreciate this. We do have the freedom, and the freedom is you can do this. You can you get free to shoot other people and kill them. And the, it is. The freedom I is. mean that, but that is yeah right because if if we do. Take it away. Like, we can be Cuba. I mean, I, I, I went into a person's house. My wife was really like, what are you doing in 2006? And I'm like, well, they told us, like, they really don't have freedom. They don't have any weapons here. They do have, like, knives or whatever. But from a, from a selfish perspective, I started to think, and then I felt bad about thinking this way, is, and, and I know there were some shots in a parking lot at the Rangers oh, uh, parade okay. after the fact. Yeah, it was down, and it was down the road from but, us, yeah. But I did start thinking, man, my older son was out there. We were all out there. It was thank- the only reason I wouldn't let Avery go. Yes, and I thought, thank goodness this didn't happen at the Rangers parade, and then I was like, man, that is... That's probably not the perspective I want to have. Yeah, like, I I can still be like, I'm glad nothing bad happened, but this is really still terrible. But that was instantly one of the things I thought, and I didn't feel great about that. I was like, oh, yeah, mom died. Well, at least it wasn't somebody I know. Like, that's a terrible way of looking at it, and it's terrible that, like, hey, we're going to go celebrate one of the best things that has happened in those people's sports lifetime. Now, I realize it happens a lot for Chiefs fans, but one of the best things imaginable, and then your mom's dead. Like, that's, that's insane. Yeah, I agree. I probably shouldn't use that word like that, but that 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 I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a good answer. For yeah, that. when when we were there, this is in heaven. That yeah, was uh, that answer. was my my conversation with Avery. He really wanted to be there, and I was like, I can't get you to where I am. I will be in probably the safest place. We're right next to the players. Yeah, I'll probably be in the safest place in the entire the entire area. I can't get you to where I'm going to be, so I can't trust. That something's not going to happen to you, and I just I I couldn't let him experience something that he wanted to that he was like this could be really awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great parade. It was really cool, man. Yeah, uh, because we were out there to try and have a good ass time instead of trying to.
take people down. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. That didn't go the way I thought it would. So we did. We covered it. We did. We did. <laughs> Good for us. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Coming. Oh, I'm sorry about that. And everybody who is mad at me, it'll be done after this. And everybody who enjoyed it, thank you for being yes, part of it. Thank you. Or even if you didn't enjoy it, but you're like, I listen because I like you guys. I appreciate that as well. Coming up next, Chris Young says no more additions. This is the team. So how are we feeling about the 2024 Texas Rangers? Next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Siri having a fine year in terms of power production. Shows Bunt here and pops it up toward first. Diving for him, Montgomery. He makes the catch. Jordan Montgomery, the pitcher, comes off the mound and makes a diving catch midway between home and first, just inside the line. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Where it sure as hell sounds like Jordan Montgomery's not coming back. I'm going to... Says who? Says, says Chris Young. Chris Young is the person. What has he ever done? I mean, he, what? He helped us win the World Series. Oh, that Chris Young. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. He's awesome. So, Chris Young said, quote, I don't think there are any additions coming at this point. I don't think you can get too much more definitive than that, but let's go on. But I've said before, we will keep an open mind. I know there's a number of free agents still out there at this point. The group we have in the clubhouse is primarily the group. If there's an opportunity to add, we'd certainly be open to that. So that felt very much like he gave you the CYA of talent acquisition 24-7, 365, while also saying, but don't count on anything big. And the person we I immediately think of, and I'm assuming a lot of people do, is Jordan Montgomery. Yes, 100%. I think or that's Blake what Snell. This- well, yeah, I guess if you're sure. going outside the organization like that they didn't pitch for you, I'm with you because those are two huge left-handed premium pitchers on the market led by Scott Boris. Those are both Scott Boris clients, and I think this is confirmation of what we were hearing. I was hoping that it seems like national writers are hearing nobody's yeah. offering Jordan Montgomery this contract that he wants, and so they're like, well, then he's going to go back to the Rangers, and that was kind of – what we were having to discuss last week is that they said today on Thursday, Jordan Montgomery would sign with the Texas Rangers. And yesterday, Chris Young, when pitchers, catchers reported and got nope. interviewed, he said, it ain't happening. Yeah. So, and- yeah. So this is this is your team. 
it's interesting to me, Kevin, that we want him back as fans. Sure. Because he won with us. Yep. If he was a free agent and had not played for this team, nobody would even care about Jordan Montgomery, honestly. Like, Absolutely. Most of the most Rangers fans didn't know Jordan Montgomery's Agreed. name Agreed. until he got traded here. And like, who the hell is this guy? He's Daniel Gafford. Yeah, most of them were were just that throw-in piece. You're like, okay. And then it turns out the dude th- has a death, a death ball that you're like, whoa. And he helps you beat the hell out of the Astros. And Choppy knew him as nothing. I'm not trying to put a bad word here but he knew him as a failure of a, as a yankee yeah no yeah they had exactly. to take him out of the rotation they had to move him to the bullpen because they're like you're just not good enough to start here and that was just a few years ago it wasn't like a long time ago this discussion for chris young though does it has twofold in it a it's public negotiating sure look boris you have a bunch of clients i think he has like four big clients right now that are out there in bellinger and uh snell and so forth so I think look, uh, Donaldson is at the other. Yeah, one, I think maybe? so. Look, man, we're not we're not really we're we're publicly saying we're done. So we've told the rest of the world that our market is closed for you. Good luck and uh, trying to get that deal. Maybe come back to us at some point. But it also tells your team, look, focus on here. Yeah, don't focus on what else is going on because right now is your chance. There are young pitchers right now that are getting their shot to say, I want to be in this Rangers rotation. And one of the unfortunate things that he added, like, look, one thing I like about CY is he usually, uh, I've even called him CY now. One of the things I really like. He earned it, dude. I know. He earned it. He did. One of the things I really like about him is he usually tells it like it is or gives you more insight that maybe not all GMs do. And here's one of the other things that he said that we've been talking about for, I don't know, like a year. Jordan was such an important part of last year's team. And again, we'll keep an open mind. But that said, the TV uncertainty is real. We don't know what it looks like beyond this year. I know there's a reduction in the fees for this year. And then moving beyond, there's no certainty as to what that looks like. And there is financial responsibility that we have to operate with until we have that certainty. We have talked about it. And I know it's boring. It sounds like you're reading a business journal or whatever. But... When you go from between 101 and 110 million dollars on your TV deal down to about 85 million for this next upcoming year, all right. Well, that's simple math right there. That's 16 to 25 million dollars you're losing this year. Well, that sounds just about in the range of where Jordan Montgomery would be. I mean, maybe not yeah. down at 16, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I, and then going forward, you there's no, no TV contract. Exactly. You no longer have that guaranteed 110 million. It could turn out to be amazing, but you can't plan if you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, and I I guess, okay, I guess you're talking about planning budget now because you're going to get an influx this season in ticket sales. I think they're going to get close to 3 million, if not 3 million uh, fans. Which is impressive given the capacity. That's what they got back when they were in the World Series in 2011, 2012. The following seasons, they were 3 million fans going to games. Does it change at all that the ballpark's about 10,000 people It'll sell out a lot more. I agree. It just will sell out a lot more. You're going to go up in in money, in revenue this year. That is going to happen. For sure. But you're right in the planned years ahead. Let's say you have another season like this. That's another year. Keep winning, your money's going up, but it's not anything connect like as close to the money you're getting from TV. I guess is and that well, the not only or that, just that it's like guaranteed, kind of like your season ticket holders. Exactly. You know how much money you have. That is a spot on point because I bet if Jordan Montgomery came to the team and he's like, "I'll sign one year, twenty three million." 
I bet they would be like, okay, mm -hmm. let's have this conversation. But because you know what this year is locked in at. And I'm, I'm with you. The revenue will go up. The tickets will go up and everything like that. But what do you have to do to keep that going? You got to keep winning. And I like to think that the Rangers are going to keep winning. But you can't guarantee that. Yeah. Like you could the TV deal. You're like, well, we're locked in for another, I don't know. It's like 12 more years or something ridiculous. And that's gone now. So I understand it. All that being said, I have seen some people say this, and I don't love it, and I don't think it's accurate, is the Rangers have given up, and they're just not spending like a contender. I so, believe they have the fifth largest payroll in Major League Baseball. Yes. And so it is true that they spent just about more than $40 million in guaranteed contracts this offseason which is in the bottom half of spenders. However, they are, it depends. You see different numbers, different places. They're between five and seven in payroll behind the Yankees, Mets, Astros, and Phillies. And the Phillies are four, and you're about $5 million behind them. And so you're not, like, I. we used to complain about this all the time. You're the number five media market spend like it act like and, it. and yeah and you'd see them go oh we're spending 150 million dollars and you're like yeah that's 12 mm -hmm. but here they are and it's on a bunch of yeah, bums yeah you know? and, and here they are between five and seven so i do think yeah. they have held up their end of the bargain in terms of spending i just want to throw this out to ranger fans because i get you're not going to follow salaries of other teams i have to look this up honestly but i i know who i'm looking up and know that i'm going to make my point here I'm looking up what happens when you draft or sign out of Latin America your players. All right? Let's go to the Atlanta Braves. I think the Atlanta Braves are going to win the World Series this year. So I'm picking the team that I think is going to win the World Series this year, and they're one of the favorites. The Dodgers are the favorite, and I could do this with the Dodgers too because they develop their pitching tremendously. All right. Spencer Strider, he's the favorite to win the Cy Young this year in the National League. This year, the Atlanta Braves are going to pay him $1 million. Yeah, that's expensive. So this is what, what the Rangers have to do. All right, Michael Harris, he's won Rookie of the Year. How much are they paying him in his third year in the major leagues? They're paying him $5 million. Now, the Rangers have stuff like that. Evan Carter's making league minimum pretty much yeah. this year. So the Rangers do stuff like that. Ronald Acuna Jr. did win the MVP last year. He's like their Corey Seager, except they signed him out of Venezuela and developed him. This year, he's making $17 million as the defending MVP of the National League. Well, I go down and go, well, who is another really good pitcher for the Atlanta Braves? Well, I would say it is a guy who almost won the Cy Young, not this past season, uh, but the year before. And I'm trying to find his salary because it is so low, uh, but I believe it's $15 million Um for their left-handed starting pitcher who I cannot find on this list right here because Spencer Strider. Uh, I can go to Charlie Morton. They sign him as an older guy. He is 40 years old. He's making $20 million. This is what the Rangers have to do. My point being is at some point they are going to – Max Freed. Max Freed was the guy who almost won the Cy Young a few years ago. Last year had an injury-plagued season. He is in his third year of arbitration at $14.4 million. Do you understand the Rangers are paying so much yeah. money to certain players, and they have to. This is why they're fifth in salary. They didn't do a good job of drafting and developing or signing out of Latin America. 
that they've paid so much money to have this championship team. So when you say they're not paying, they are paying. They're paying a premium amount to free agents. The issue is is they have to have somebody develop like Spencer Strider, like a Max Freed, like a – I know Ian Anderson's been hurt, but they have to start doing this. And that's what I was going to say. You would almost, to Mike's point, let's just say Jordan Montgomery's moving on down the road either way. But you felt good about – like really good about Owen White and Jack Leiter. Well, they add almost nothing to your payroll, to your point. And so you'd be like, okay, so we've got Evaldi, Gray, and then we have a contingent of, uh, maybe you just slide Heaney in there as well. But then you have Dunning. So far you've named three free agents that they've had to pay exa- a premium price for. Exactly. And then you would say, now we can look at Dunning, Bradford, White, and Leiter, and let those four figure out who gets the last two spots. And most of them cost very, very little. And most of them, you got like either, you either drafted them or got really, really early in their career. And that's why they cost nothing. Then you would feel better about the pitching staff and you wouldn't add to the bottom line. But instead, you're like, I don't know if Jack Leiter is going to be a consistent right. starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. I don't know about Owen White. Did it feel like anybody really spent huge this offseason? The Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers did. On on Yamamoto. And Otani. And Otani. Yeah, that's that's, and they that's paid, later down the road. They, they get to pay am, him like 60 years Am I right about this? Now. Didn't they uh, get Teoscar Hernandez at $23 million? Okay. Right, so the Dodgers who kind of we expect to be a, throwing money like around. A one-year contract. Okay. But they also, a guess lot of what? Teams seem they pay by this. almost league minimum to all of their starting pitchers. Not all of them. Obviously, Otani's not going to pitch. But they got the kid. I think it's Bobby Miller. They got another kid, league minimum. When they won the championship, and I know it was a COVID year, they literally never started a player, uh, a pitcher on the mound that they did not draft and develop. Every person (laughs) that started a game for the Dodgers, and this is somewhat where the Braves are at too, they pay league minimum to their starting pitching. When the Rangers made it to the World Series in 2011, I believe everybody was making such a small amount of money because when you go to you signed Colby Lewis out of Japan for like $3 million a year. You had CJ Wilson who you drafted and developed. So he was getting close to free agency, but he was still a arbitration guy. You had Derek Holland on a very small contract at that point because he was still on a rookie deal. Like he was in his third year in 2011, if I have that right. He paid for half a season at Cliff. Matt Lee. Harrison still Hell was yeah. on league minimum because he was a trade That's from the Braves point. in a minor league deal. So you just start looking at it and you go, well, how did the Rangers go to back-to-back World Series? Well, their starting pitching staff cost them about $12 million total in 2011. Okay. And now if you look at DeGrom's making 40, you'll get Scherzer's making 12 to 14. I forget Something exactly like what you we're paying discount, him. Yeah. Uh, you just signed uh, Mally to a deal that's, you know, Mally. a good deal. You have Avaldi's making close to 20. John Gray's making 15. Uh, Heaney's making, I think, is it 12? I'm, I'm, I think they signed him to like a like two-year $24 million deal. You start looking at it and go, well, how much is your starting pitching costing you with the injuries and the guys that are going to start the year healthy? Well, you're at about 80 to $90 million just on your starting pitching. Okay. Where, I don't know, I just did the Braves. They're at about it. They're about it third. They're about it $40 million for their starting pitching staff. And that's not a one-off. Like, 
we they do we, that every year. Well, <laughs> it, that's true. But also, I'm saying, like, in terms of Spencer Strider, is you don't just get him one year for cheap. Like, if Jack Light, I'm just using the Jack Lighter and Owen White as examples. If they were to hit it big this season, you would have them cheap for a long time. For their first three years, yes. they would make about six million dollars. So you're total. saying. That pitching is the quarterback of Major League Baseball, where you either yeah. have young pitching for cheap or you pay for the veteran pitching, but you're going to have to deal with it elsewhere. A little bit. Unless Luckily, you're the Dodgers. Our version of the 49ers was able to win. <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basak. First offering is hit back up the middle. Simeon dives, comes up with it, throws to first. He got him. Great play by Marcus Simeon, taking a base hit away from Jeremy Pena and keeping another run or two off the board. Can't see Masterpiece. Oh, maybe we'll get a little bit more there. Keep going. Can't see Masterpiece back here. Four times. Let's do it four times. On 105.3 The Fan. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Right now. Time for baseball nuggets with Mike Bassick. All right. Right now, it's time for baseball nuggets with Mike Bassick. You're welcome. Just because that accident, Chris is doing a great job back <laughs> he there. He really is. Just he because really. that accidentally played twice and it was beating the Houston Astros in the playoffs, it still is unbelievable when you think about it that the Rangers, the way they played against Houston for most of the season, especially in that early September series at home, which was built up tremendously. There was Max Scherzer versus Justin Verlander, where then Max Scherzer looks like his season has come to an end uh, after that game because he starts dealing with issues uh, physically. Isn't it amazing how they were able – like, now that we're in pitchers and catchers are having their first workouts today. Yesterday, they reported today – sorry if you just heard me burp, but it happens. I'm a human. Is, oh isn't it amazing – that they were able to just destroy the Astros down three to two. Like it is it's just to me, I'm not, I know I'm taking a shot here. It's just so opposite of what the Dallas Cowboys resiliency is. It's like, eh, whatever, let's just quit. We're tired. And the Rangers got on a, they, they couldn't have played worse down the stretch in that Seattle series. And then somehow won the world series, went to Tampa, beat them, to beat them, and then they went to Baltimore, beat them two straight in Baltimore. They couldn't it's, score runs. Like they, they were the game. The pitchers were doing pretty decent, but the Rangers couldn't score runs in those games. Yeah, at all. Yeah, and then they won the championship. In your Hell face, yeah. Kevin. yeah! You in said it never face, happened. Dallas I, well, Cowboys. I, that's fine. I, look, I'll be glad to be wrong about any team I ever said couldn't win a championship that's from here. All right, so that was a Marcus Simeon highlight. I'll get to Marcus Simeon in a second here. We just got done talking about the Rangers aren't signing Jordan Montgomery. If you're joining us right now, we just played the audio from Chris Young. It is the big story from spring training right now for the Texas Rangers is this is the team. They're not going out. Now, there might be a dude like Adrian Sampson who comes to spring training in the next day or two because they signed him to a split contract. What I mean by that is – it doesn't mean Adrian Sampson's guaranteed to be on the major league team. It just means that Adrian Sampson is going to compete for probably a bullpen spot, or I hope this doesn't happen. Or you have injuries in spring training, which does happen. I hope it doesn't. And then somebody has to be in the starting rotation bef- bef- besides the five we're naming. One guy that we know is not going to be in the rotation to start the year is Jacob deGrom. We did get news on him, though, yesterday, as now the media is reporting yeah, to spring training, too, is yeah. 
Jacob DeGrom is playing catch. They're hoping that he will be back after the All-Star break, but not immediately after the All-Star break. They're hoping he will be back in August. And we talked about it yesterday, but I'm just going to give you my opinion here, which I've given before, but I'm going to give again on this. I think it's optimistic to even think August because it is his second Tommy John surgery and he's on the other side of 30. He's getting closer to 40 than he is closer to 30. Okay, that part, the second part makes a lot of sense to me. I, I, I'm curious if you can give any insight. I know you didn't have Tommy John uh-huh. surgery, but if you have any insight about why it being the second one would just logistically make it more difficult than when you get the first Tommy John. Well, just surgery yeah. in general. It's just, I, I'm just going to equate it to, maybe we have obviously more football fans than baseball fans listening, is if a dude tears, if Tony Pollard tears up his knee again, and he's like, hey, I'm going to rehab it and come back, you're like, oh, like how yeah. are you going to come back from yeah. this one? Like, yeah. And now, Jacob DeGrom recovered perfectly from his first Tommy John. He ended up winning a whole bunch of games, getting a whole bunch of money, and winning Cy Young because of it. But... This is the second one, and it is to a major part of the function of throwing a baseball great. So, let's see how it happens. I don't know how he's going. Even Mike Maddox with G-Bag Nation, I can't remember what month it was. Let's just say November or December. Let's say December. Was on the fan here and just said, look, I can't tell you that he's going to come back great yeah. from this. We're hopeful. We're optimistic. But all we can be is optimistic. It's not the easiest thing to have your elbow reconstructed again for sure. the second time and to come back and be a Cy Young candidate. We hope it is. But even the pitching coach is like, man, I can't tell you he's going to be able to do that. Okay. So now we get to... Uh, the top 100 right now. And unfortunately, I have too many things open and cannot find it. <laughs> I do know this. <laughs> number 22 on the list was Jose Altuve. And number 21 on the list was Marcus Simeon. So Marcus Simeon did make the list of the top 21 players right now. He is number 21, just edging out uh, Jose Altuve. That was the major one that I can remember in my head going, oh, Jose Altuve is literally right there with him. Is it Dolis? Adolis did make the list. He's okay. in the 30s. I would, like, I would like to go back to the Simeon where he's ranking here, Kevin, because he is also the one that pointed out that Altuve missed second base on his uh, run back. So let's never forget uh, and how that's great Marcus Simeon is. Yeah. I got you. That's good. And that how makes dumb a lot Altuve of sense. is. So the Rangers are going to have five Stop people Stop doing on this! Their- Not you. Oh. Every time I want to click on the top to 100 like right now, oh. it like it it shifts it. So I have to wait. Okay, are you done shifting MLB.com? I would like to click on the top 100 players right now without you making me click on Ellie De La Cruz. Screw Ellie De La Cruz. He's in the National League, six foot seven shortstop. Why don't you get on base more this year? In the meantime, <laughs> would you like me to tell you that Adolis is 39? 39. That's Does that it. help at all? Yeah, and Randy, look, Randy Rosarina, his roommate and best friend, is number 40. That's true. So the Rangers now have four people on this list. And they're only getting one more. And they're only getting one more. I do think Corey Seager, as I believe today, they unveil numbers 20 through 11. I don't think they go 20 to 1. They, they try to make a bigger deal out of the top 10 players uh, right now. The weird thing is, is, do you put Shohei Otani at number one, knowing he's not going to pitch in 2024? Probably. I think so. they do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that even right now, he's he's probably one of the, he's a top three candidate for MVP. Uh, yeah. I, I can I ask you a question of something real quick? This is off because I, I haven't seen Jose Leclerc 
in he, he's obviously not gonna be where is he as far as like top 10 closers, closers? did he earn i it would last say year? i would say i wouldn't put him there yet okay because of his struggles throughout his career but we he better be top 10 at the end of this year <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. for, for us per like our own selfish the success purposes. of this gotcha. team gotcha. Yeah. Okay. because like kevin said i believe it was last week i can't remember but they can't do this again. They can't. They can't be a fifty percent conversion rate when they get into like the last six outs and go. We win those. We win those close games when we're ahead with uh, six outs to go fifty percent of the time. You better win at a better clip. It just. Hey, last year they didn't, and they won the World Series. I don't think you want to play with that situation yes. again. <laughs> I agree. I do not want our default position on any of this to be. Uh, that's what happened last year. We won the World Series. I think that's going to eventually backfire pretty like having hard. a pipe under your house that, you know, it can break at any point. You never really know. You're just kind of waiting it out. But it hasn't yet. Yeah. So somebody who has not been on the list yet, and I totally get it. He's going to be on the list. They've knocked Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer completely off this list. They are not going to be in the top 100. Okay. And I get it because, look, they're not going to pitch until after the All-Star break. They still have Mike Trout as a top 20 player in Major League Baseball. And you know how big of a Mike Trout sure. fan I am. Yeah. He, I think he's one of the, I'll put it at, one of the 40 greatest players in baseball history. Okay. So I'm I'm, I'm pushing the list to 40 because yeah. I thought he might become one of the top 10 greatest. But it's... You think that is unlikely now? I think it's unlikely because I think he's going to keep getting hurt. At this point, how can you not say he's not going to keep getting hurt? It's like, hey, next year I think that Kyrie Irving's going to play 75 games for the Mavericks. Well, why in the world would you believe that? He is pretty much going to play 50 games. You know that. For Mike Trout, you know that he's going to be right around 100 games played. He's going to miss about 60 games. I just think that's the case. I hope not. I love watching the guy play. He's one of the best players I've ever seen in my lifetime. He's one of the top 10 greatest players in my lifetime. Yeah. You know, obviously that doesn't include Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth and Willie Mays and Hank Aaron. I never saw those guys play in my lifetime. But I'm just interested in, man, they really knocked DeGrom and Scherzer completely and totally off this list. And it seems like they're still going to keep Mike Trout in the top 20. Obviously they are. I just don't know where he's going to be. I'm like... At what point do you knock the guy and go, look, man, like, why why is he a top 20 player now? He's not healthy enough to be a top 20 player. And let's be honest, this year his numbers were not good. Yeah. He's a bum. For, for a top oh 20 gosh. player in baseball, Marcus Simeon had way better numbers than Mike Trout. Way better. And for the last two years, he's had better numbers. But they're going to keep Mike Trout. I don't know. Are they going to keep him in the top 10? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say 12. Okay. Wow. That's I haven't seen the list. A, That's by the way, my guess. The Astros are getting a lot of love on this list. So when people are picking the Astros to be better than the Rangers, oh, good for the them. top 100 yeah. right now Did has they win them. the World Series Who won the World year? Series last year? I forget. You shut your mouth. You did not. Say it with your mouth. The Texas Rangers. I want to know what other body part you want me to say this with and see if it comes true. Do you? We're the KNC <laughs> Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk Mavs, Spurs, and the enigma that is P.J. Washington. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.